Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. Dana, it's that time of the week again where you and I get to get together and... Kick some ADHD. David, no excuses. Let's just do oh, this. Well, I, I... no, no, no excuses, but I, I do have an explanation about that one thing. That one thing. Yeah, you know that one thing we, we talked about and I was going to do it and then I did... Well, actually, no, I'm just kidding. I, I have no explanation, no excuse. <laughs> just is yeah david david this is episode number 5858 isn't that great yeah and, and of course it rhymes yeah is adhd an excuse or an explanation oh boy this is an interesting topic yeah so i've had a blog and you sent this out in the newsletter about this before and this is one of those topics that i tend to get comments on mostly from the partner, from the spouse of the person with ADHD, the parent, but the other people in the ADHD person's world. Oh, so these are people trying to figure out if the person in their life with ADHD is leaning on their ADHD as an excuse? Yeah. Oh. It's an excuse for any bad behavior that pops up. Or is it an explanation for the challenges that pop up? Oh, man. So I wonder if we could take a poll of the people in our lives that have ADHD, how many of them would say that they use ADHD as an excuse? And how many of them would say that they try not to use ADHD mm -hmm. as an excuse for anything? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it does. And I don't know that the people in my world with ADHD would be an accurate poll because the people with ADHD in my world, other than me and my scattering of friends, um, they're all working on it. The people I come in contact daily are actually working to make their lives better and to manage their ADHD. And that means that it's more of an explanation than an excuse. In my yeah, so opinion. they're trying to take responsibility yeah. and yeah. they're working on it. So, yeah, I think you're right. No, that's not a representative sample, probably. <laughs> right. Oh, but maybe it's right. more representative than we know. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So where this came from was I was over. I was eavesdropping. I love to eavesdrop. Do you eavesdrop, David? Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, if I'm in a restaurant and there's somebody nearby that I can hear, I mean, you know, sometimes it's kind of boring to be in just one conversation. Right. And all the interesting things we learn. Anyway, I was eavesdropping. I will admit it. I'm a serial eavesdropper. And a woman was discussing her husband's ADHD with one of her girlfriends. And she was lamenting about how her husband has ADHD and he uses it as this excuse for everything. Why he's late picking up the kids, why he forgets to stop at the market on the way home, why he spends too much money, that he just uses it to blame all his bad behavior on. 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, that sounds painful to listen to. Yeah. Well, and I kept my mouth shut because I have learned the hard way that eavesdropping isn't good if you butt in and say, well, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, eh, maybe it's better if they don't know. I'm a professional ADHD coach and I might have some viewpoints. Of now, anyway, um, yeah, so I kept my mouth shut. However, she, what this did was led her down this pathway. She's really pissed off at him, for one thing. Also, she doesn't believe ADHD is real. She just thinks it's it's a bunch of BS. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, well, I've been there. And, in fact, I, I have comments about this whole topic, but I'm going to save them for later because, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, because first of all, if you think ADHD isn't real, then you're going to think that whoever it is in your life is just full of right. excrement. Right. Full of excrement. Right. Okay, so she doesn't think ADHD is real. You're listening to this. She's pissed. And so she's coming down on the side that like ADHD in this guy is it's just an excuse. I'm pissed off at him. The guy's a loser. And this is just an excuse. And she'd married this guy that was the life of the part. Well, I didn't know this part of the conversation, but I'm imagining she married the guy that's the life of the party. That's impulsive. That's fun. That's romantic. That's great to be around. Oh, what a good boyfriend that is life is fun and interesting and then you get into the dregs of life and you're wading through the fact that kids need to be picked up from school and daycare and the house needs to be cleaned and people need to pay bills and have reliable incomes and all of this stuff that it sounds like he wasn't doing really well at yikes and and of course you know just having like a secondary reaction to this right you know as long as he was in that relationship and it was new and it was full of novelty and all that sort of stuff it was the most interesting thing in the world to him and then when the novelty wore off then it started to become something that he wasn't as you know excited about necessarily right now there's life the routine everyday steps of life which hate to tell you but they're not always exciting and fun no gosh i feel so bad for these people yeah and I and so I think this isn't just these two people. This is over and over and over again. This happens, and it doesn't matter if the it's the woman who has ADHD or the man who has ADHD or the kid who has ADHD. This is a common common occurrence in in ADHD land. Yeah, and this connects to a topic that we talked about a while back on a podcast. You know, do you tell your boss? Do you tell your coworkers, you know, about ADHD? It's it's not just the people in your personal relationships. It's it's work-related stuff too, you know, and do you want to give them a reason to maybe not want you on their team as an example, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's a whole nother conversation. I don't want to get into that one today because that's a Yeah, of course. Yeah. So how would you if you let's say you had had a chance to talk to this woman, how would you have answered that question if she was really genuinely wanting to know? Is is he using this as an excuse or, or is this like a legitimate explanation? How would you have you know talked to her? I would have said it depends and that it's a real fine line. And if we're using it to just we can use ADHD to explain our behavior, yes. However, what are you doing with that information? Right. Yeah. And and it's, so it's not a clear-cut answer. And that's why it's so subtle and we need to know the difference. Because if you are using ADHD as an excuse and you don't even know you're doing it, man, you know, you got to 
you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, this is what's going on and it's time to start shifting, depending on who you want to be. I mean, you, you know that, that we're all, that it's one of the things I ask all the time. Who do you want to be? How do you want to live? Right? Yeah. And that's uh, the kind of person, actually, I think that I would imagine just like the people in your coaching program, they're working on stuff. I would imagine the listeners to this podcast, you probably wouldn't be listening to this show if you weren't the sort of person that were trying to work on this stuff, you know? Exactly. And so, okay. So Dana, how do you answer people like us? You know, if we're referring to ADHD, how do we know whether we're using ADHD as an excuse, right? I guess that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Well, let's dig in. Okay, so using ADHD as an excuse. Um, if you're using it as an excuse, it implies a total lack of control where the any unwanted behavior becomes the fault of the ADHD. I'm, I'm, I'm late, I'm always late because I have ADHD. Sorry, sorry I've kept you, kept you sitting here for 20 minutes, but I have ADHD, I can't be on time. My house is always a mess. There's nothing I can do about it because I have ADHD. So I'm just messy. Um, my bills are always late. Sorry, bank. My credit card is overdue, but I have ADHD, so I can't pay bills on time. Yeah. Oh, ADHD. Sorry, those kids were left sitting on the sidewalk. No. Outside oh. daycare. Oh, no. <laughs> or whatever, wherever. Or school. I hope daycare wouldn't leave them sitting on the sidewalk, but school might. No. Um, yeah. But hopefully so neither one. All of those kinds of things. Sorry, client. Didn't get your work done. I got ADHD. So, okay. All right. So yeah, these all make me cringe, you know, because like I try to never bring up ADHD in connection to one of these kinds of situations. Right. Because like, I don't, I, I, I want to take responsibility for, you know, it's, it's my, it's on me to, to, to handle this stuff. Exactly. So using it as an excuse is saying I have a, a mental condition as that's not the right word, but well, my, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's neurological. And thank you, thank you. Brain chemistry that makes it hard for me to do the mundane routine things in life, and there's nothing I can do about it, and it just happens, and everybody's just got to deal with it, right? And what what happens then? Right. And what's the cost? Damaged relationships, lost friendships, lost jobs, financial ruin and crisis you know one thing after another so it's totally out of control adhd right and that sets you up i mean if if you you don't have a way to move forward from that right if if adhd is just well that's what it is and i have it and you know if you adopt that mentality then you don't have any hope that you can ever move forward from anything like this you know you just become somebody who is always looking for something to blame for whatever it is in your life and some people have written uh, comments in the blog that their spouse or significant other is gleeful that they have something to blame all their bad behaviors on. Oh, boy. I have ADHD. That's why I did this. Yay. So it just becomes like a way out of, you know. How- oh, yeah. And, you know, and David, when you're first diagnosed, when you first learn about it, I know when I first found out I had ADHD, it was this, oh, my God, that's why. Yeah, yeah. It was like all those one years. realization after yeah, the other. That's why. And so, and that then, you know, when you're first finding out about it, it's a fine line, really. Is it an excuse or an explanation? Well, yeah. And so, what the 
to me, the deciding point is what do you do about it? Right. So I guess what we're saying is partly like what motivates you to bring the ADHD up and talk about it or maybe even, you know, think about it in one of these contexts. You know, why, why is it even coming up? But then, of course, then it's it's what do you do? You, you have... You know, because you, if you just lay back and you're like, well, that's, you know, that is what it is, then then now you're just a victim. Right. So how do you, so what does that look like, you know, to move forward? Using it as an explanation, it acknowledges the impact in life, but then you're taking responsibility for the behavior. And that means you're changing what can be changed, accepting what can't be changed or won't be changed, figuring out workarounds. You're not just sitting there being a victim, frustrated or a gleeful victim, either way, and letting life crumble around you. Yeah. You know, for me, there was, there was no, I was never excited. Like there was no point at which I was like, oh, yay. Yeah. You know, for me, it was more like I had a, a series of realizations, but those, those were mostly like, oh, oh, that's what, you know. I, it wasn't, I wasn't thrilled. Actually, for me, there was some glee because it, it just brought such clarity. That's why. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, that's why. So, because I had always thought that I was just this weird, lame loser that couldn't get it together. And, you know, I just couldn't figure out, I know I'm smart. I think I'm smart. But why is everything such a shit show? Oh, excuse me, an excrement show. Compared to other people. Yeah, an excrement and, expo. An excrement. <laughs> there we go. David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, hey, sorry, didn't mean to throw you off. There. Uh, you know. Um, yeah, but it was it was exciting for me to know that there there was you know actually a neurochemical thing going on, and that you know before. I understood that, of course, you know, I had like all of these problems to solve and this gave me like something new that I could focus on. And so it became like, I've got to learn everything I can learn about this. You know, it caused me to, to, to really get to work and, and find people like you and, and say, all right, you know, this is, this is something mm -hmm. that I can really, you know, put some energy into and, and, and I didn't, it, it never occurred to me to be like, oh, hey, I'm excited now that, you know, yeah. I, I don't have to deal with so, this stuff. So let's get back to our example again. So an, an example of an explanation is, yes, I have ADHD, so it's hard for me to keep the house tidy. I have to set things up so it's easier for me to stay organized. And I better hire a housekeeper. Yeah. So like build systems and systems. put processes yeah. in place, you know, that, that yeah. are sustainable. Okay, so if you're a, a spouse, a significant other, a business partner, employer, and you have someone with ADHD in your life, uh, and you hear them saying these kinds of things, like, oh, nothing I can do, or, or maybe you hear them saying, like, yeah, um, you know, here's what's going on, and, you know, this is the kind of thing that I can do to, I mean, here's how I'm going to approach making this better. I mean, you know, is that the kind of thing that you're, that you're telling yeah. them? Yeah, listen for the words, but also watch the actions. And realize that, that learning how to manage ADHD is slow work. It's, it's, it starts and fits and starts and steps forward and steps back. And it's not just this straight pathway. You don't say, oh, I'm going to learn how to be on time. And then you're magically on time. Right. Oh, I'm going to learn how to be organized. And then you're magically organized. So if you're hearing your spouse, partner, friend, whomever talk about this, you know, listen Listen to what they're saying, but also watch the actions. 
Yeah. And so also, if you don't mind me throwing this in, you know, maybe it would be helpful if you didn't just use one measuring stick, right? You know, as Dana, as you've said so many times, like it's, it's not, we're not looking for perfection in any one of these areas. We're working to become more consistent in them and really across the board, you know, but, and, and sometimes we have to prioritize things and work on them. We have our front burner. Yeah. We got that front burner and we're working on that one thing right now and that's all we can handle and that's okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and of course it's, it's important that, you know, people know that the expectation can't be that, Hey, now they're on medication and they're going to therapy and whatever. And now it's just all going to be fixed. Right. They still have to do some work. And so that's what it's, it's listening to the words watching the actions watching the actions yeah observing the actions and don't throw it back at them if they're trying and they fail you know i hear that all the time some people i work with their partner spouse are just jerks well you know it just no you don't want to do things for them you don't want to enable them you want to but you want to be helpful and supportive yeah and loving yeah yeah you you really do but if it's a person that's using it as an excuse and not going to do the work, man, I would reassess the <laughs> the relationship and how how much do you want to be in this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just being real, you know, and, and at some point there are likely to be real boundaries, you know, ultimatums, things that are this is this is something that's a deal breaker right. for me. Right. You know, these are hard things. I know. So if it's an explanation, there's still costs to that. It's ADHD is still challenging, especially at first when they're first finding out and figuring out, okay, where do I start? But over time, with persistent effort over time, they will start to gradually learn to manage ADHD better. Yeah. You know, for me, we've talked about this many times. I was the sort of person that just didn't believe ADHD was real. And I came to that understanding because of my child and, and what was going on with them. And it was like, well, I suddenly had an explanation, you know, for all these things that were happening there. And then that turned into an explanation for a whole bunch of things that were happening and had happened with me. You know, but it was almost like I still didn't want it to be real. You know, it, it, there was like something in me, my wiring that was like, I, I'm going to take responsibility for this and I'm not going to, you know, uh, mm -hmm. use lean on ADHD as this excuse. And, and in fact, yeah. my child is kind of the same way. So, in, in fact, it's it's almost the, the opposite of kind of what we're talking about today. It's like... My child will not use ADHD as an excuse or an explanation at any point where it benefits them. It, it's only it, it only comes up um, when it serves to make them feel worse about themselves, you know, mm. which means that it's never an excuse when it would actually be a valid explanation. And it tends to only come up when they're feeling like a victim. Like this is something that I literally just am stuck with and I can't seem to move forward from. Yeah. So it's literally like the polar opposite of these two scenarios yeah. that we're describing here today. And, and it's, it's unfortunate because this is not somebody that just wants to stay stuck. This is somebody that wants to move forward. But mm -hmm. it's, it's literally like this excuse versus explanation paradigm is, is working in reverse. It's, it's, it's actually working against them in this situation. Yeah. And that 
to me, yeah, that's just heartbreaking and scary to watch that. And she's a teenage girl, which, God, it's such an awful time of life, in my personal experience and opinion. Um, you know, and, and yeah, can you, how can you guide her to what's real? You know, is it, is that true? You know, what I end up, I, I keep having to come back to with this is it's like, it's the same reason that I ended up seeking out a physician when I, I didn't have a doctor in my life, but I got this diagnosis and I realized I needed to try medication. You know, I wanted to model this so that I could show this is how you move forward and take care of yourself and, 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 and give hope for the future. So unfortunately in this situation, I'm realizing, you know, this is something they're picking up from someone and, uh, it's not healthy. Yeah. Uh, because you know, like I so resist ever having it be an excuse that I, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't maybe acknowledge it's, it's role sometimes I tend to err on the other side. And here's one thing that I've noticed, and we've, I think we've talked about this, but you are incredibly bright. I mean, very, very, very brighter than the average bear. And I believe your child is as well. And in what I have seen is higher intelligence makes this all harder to deal with. Because you, you know, you got this brain that can do a lot of stuff. And there are things that it just can't do and can't do easily. And it's hard to accept that. It's hard to accept limitations. Yes. Real or yes. imagined. Yes. And, you know, it can be hard to accept that limitations are real and not imagined, you know. Yeah. And also overthinking, you know. So like for me, I, I admit I am smart, but I am nowhere near your level. And I'm much more willing to accept that. Oh, OK. There I go. Uh, OK. Yeah. So I don't buy that for one second. Mm. But, you know, I do know what you're trying to say. Right. You know. Yeah. I'm smart. In, I'm smart in certain ways and areas. Uh, but there's other stuff that there's just, I just am not. And it, and I've never, I've learned not to even fight it. And that's fine. I'm not, I'm not belittling myself. It's re, it's being very realistic, very realistic. And that's the deal, you know, with all of ADHD is it's the, it's the reality. Yeah. Yeah. And so for any of our listeners, maybe you grew up like I did where you got that gifted label. Yeah. You know, where they pulled you out and they put you in you know, uh, on a different track educationally and all of that sort of good stuff, you know, that, that, if that was you, you, you have this, like, it adds this whole other layer of pressure because you've been told that you have these exceptional capabilities, but then that doesn't actually match with your ability to predict your performance. You know, sometimes you can be brilliant and other times you're just, you know, you're just not able to execute. I had to realize I couldn't smart my way out right. of ADHD. And, that, and that's exactly the way to look at it, David, is, is people that are at your level of intelligence can smart your way out of a lot of stuff, and you can't smart your way out of this one. You just can't. Right, yeah. And so, like, for me, this became an area where I, I, I had to recognize I have real limitations, and I need help. I need right. outside influence. I need people. I need systems. I need things that, that I'm not going to be able to invent and, and, and do on my own. Yeah. So that, so that really is. You can't smart your way out of it, and that's the way to look at it. And so then it comes back to the excuse or an explanation and the reality of what you're dealing with. Yeah. And that makes the whole thing that much more complicated. 
Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. So I, I think one of my takeaways, one of my key takeaways already from this episode today is that I have to not just look at my own motivations, you know, am I, am I using this as an excuse or whatever, but I also just need to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. Am I referring to ADHD and, and, and maybe referring to it as maybe a possible explanation, but also looking for a solution, yes. you know, yes. but also my actions. And, and that's kind of what scares me. You know, if somebody's just watching what I do, will I have what it takes to, to but, stick to it? Yeah. But the other thing, we're also really good at, at, you know, covering the, our tracks, you know, hiding, hiding the poop in the sandbox. Um, we're good at that. And, you know, you can, so you can also manage it to some extent, but as long as you're continuing to work on it yourself and be really realistic and honest with yourself about what happens and what's going on. You know, I did that. I, we got home from a, from a short weekend trip away last night. And, and I woke up this morning. I had no idea what we were talking about because I'm a now, not now kind of girl. You know, we were on vacation. I'm not thinking about work. I don't, you know, ADD, what's that? Other than the fact that I have to rein myself in a little bit, but you know, just don't think about it. And I, this morning I was half an hour before showtime and I'm thinking, okay, I better, I better look at this. Um, yeah. And you know, I had, a, and the stuff happened this morning. My neighbor got stung by a bee and needed to go to the urgent care. And I was on, you know, I didn't, I, well, someone else took her, but you know, just stuff happened that I wasn't expecting. Luckily, luckily, I'd prepared a little bit before I left because I thought, you know what? Life often happens Tuesday morning before we record. I better be somewhat prepared. So smart. Yeah. So you've, and you've so, figured out some workarounds. Yeah. So it's the workarounds. It's the workarounds. So we went into this one not as prepared as often that I like to be. But you know what? It's what happened. And that's the reality of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think our listeners can identify with this, you know, and that's something that's really important. You know, if you're hearing this today and you're, uh, you know, you're hearing what we're talking about, you know, you're not alone. And and also, if you're listening to this today and it's because you have a spouse, a significant other, a business partner, a colleague, coworker who, you know, child, right. Yeah. Who could benefit from this? Do all of us a favor and, and tell them about this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Not just this episode, though, because they'll know what right. you're up to. <laughs> Tell them about last week and get them hooked. Yeah. yeah. So the deal is, David, with the explanation or excuse, you have to do more than want to change. You need to start taking action. Consistent, persistent, small steps, action over time. Um, it may be that giving up and sleeping may seem like the easier route, but it's it's not the path out of the guilt. It's not the path out of the frustration for you, for the people around you that you love. And final question of the day, who do you want to be? Yeah, such a great question. And you know, Dana, what I like about that question is there's actually hope embedded in that question. You don't have to stay where you are right now. Even Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, if you are listening to this podcast and you are one of those people that doesn't want to be stuck, you don't want to be a victim, you want to move forward, then you know there's a couple things you can do. One is, if you haven't already done it, 
subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app. That way you get every episode. We publish them once a week and you can get a new uh, chunk of something useful to kind of move forward with. But in addition to that, Dana has put a huge amount of work into developing an ADHD success club for people just like you and me. It includes group coaching and uh, that is going to be firing up again in just a few weeks. Yeah, so you can yeah. get on a waiting list, right? Yep. Good. Yeah. So if that sounds good to you, then head over to DanaRayburn.com. That's D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com. Check out the Success Club. You can find that on the site. There's also an audio program there that's fantastic. And also, if you uh, are hearing this today, we want to hear from you. Uh, you can find this episode on the web. It's episode 58. You can find it at kicksomeadhd.com slash 058. We want to hear from you. Like, what is it that stood out to you about excuse versus explanation? Was it excrement expo, perhaps? <laughs> can we do a um, podcast on excrement expo, David? Yeah, I kind of like that, actually. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I wish I thought of it. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit, actually. It's my ADHD brain, you know? It just comes up with this stuff, you that, know? That's... That big brain that you Oh, have. my goodness. <laughs> all right so you can also message us uh you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter just search kick some adhd you can leave our uh, your comments there and we'd love to interact with you we would and thanks for listening today everybody and think about are you using adhd as an excuse as an explanation are you being realistic you know what are you up to and go out and kick some adhd because what we're all about let's make living with adhd easier yeah, love it. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.